0: What is going on, all my brothers and sisters out in the overlanding world? I hope that you are able to use this time when it has been such a mild, beautiful summer to get out and enjoy wherever it is you wanted to go. Mark some things off your bucket list. See those few things that you haven't seen before. And just get out and, and enjoy nature. Get out and enjoy some beautiful scenery. Man, I really hope that's been what you've been able to do because that's what I've been doing, and it has been a fabulous summer. And one thing that I'm thankful for, I don't know who's to thank, government, president, Iraq. I don't know who's to thank, but gas being a dollar sixty seventy, even less than $3 out west, has made it so nice for us to be able to travel and not have to max out 15 credit cards to pay for gas. It has been an unreal, beautiful, perfect summer, except for the COVID and having to wear them stupid mask, it has been near perfect. But hey, if you don't go to any cities, you stay out of the Walmarts, you stay out of the places where all the people are, then you don't have to worry about the mass or the COVID, but man, what a beautiful summer. And here we are, day six of our Enchanted Rockies Trail. We are now on the fourth section of the Enchanted Rockies Trail. If you go to lifestyleoverland.com and are able to download the GPX tracks to Gaia GPS you will see that they are in different sections and now we're on the fourth section of the Enchanted Rockies Trail we have just spent the night at the Ranchero de Santa Fe campground and this campground is either on or within one mile of where the trail is now this trail if you know anything about Lifestyle Overland you know that they like history They like going into towns, getting them a drink or two, getting them a burger. Michael loves him some burgers. And so they travel a lot through cities. So it took us right to Santa Fe, and this campground was probably a mile, uh, maybe a half a mile off the trail. It was right there close to it, so we didn't have to stray very far. What a beautiful morning. I slept so good. It was a perfect night. I remember the sunrise from the end window of the eye camper, How beautiful. I laid there, got my phone, took a couple pictures. And I've said this before, I love Out West. Some people don't like it. I travel with an old buddy named Jube, And he said, y'all can have that old red rock. I've seen it, I'm done with it. I wanna go where there's trees. And me, I just love it. I love that red dirt, I love that scrub brush. I love being able to see for miles and miles and miles. And it's just beautiful to me. And so I was in my comfort zone. I was in my element. Blue skies, cool temperatures. And in June, we don't get this in Arkansas. And so we were enjoying the beautiful mornings. I love the cool temps of the New Mexico mornings. Love it. And so it's hard for me not to make some coffee and just sit there and just take it all in because that is, I love that. And we just don't get that in Arkansas. With the humidity that we have here, man, when you walk out the front door in June, your body parts melt and the rest of you burst into flames. It is just unreal hot. Now this year hasn't been bad, but by nine o'clock, You're ready to go back inside because you're starting to roast. These mornings in New Mexico were just perfect. We had coffee, had just a light breakfast. We didn't want to mess around too much because Lee came up and he said, man, I need fuel. I want to refill the water in the Opus and take off and go find some fuel before everybody gets up because I don't want to get way behind everybody. So. Uh, I packed up the I camper. took me a couple minutes, helped Lee fill up, roll his hose up, pack up the Opus, and we were off. Now we took off to find fuel. We were pretty close, I mean, probably two miles from Santa Fe. And so gas stations were pretty abundant. We went about a mile down the road, Phillips 66. We turn in and we pull up to gas pumps, and there were seven adventure bikes there dual sport whatever you want to call them they were packed down loaded to the gills and there were some guys sitting over in the in the shade over there just taking a break and uh lee and i started filling up with fuel had to go in man i got some twinkies and some milk and uh coke to drink on and came back out and lee's talking with these guys that were on the adventure Pikes. they had been On the Enchanted Rockies Trail for the last seven days, they had started up north in Colorado and had worked their way down, and they were on their way home. And man, they had some amazing stories about four hours to go two miles at the Great Sand Dunes. They were going over Medino Pass, got down in the sand, and the bikes just bogged down. And they just had so much trouble. So we had a great time talking with those guys, visiting with them about their experience, telling them where we were going. And I had to open up the back of the FJ to take my morning medicine. And I turned on my running water and they were like, oh my gosh, you got running water. And I'm like, yeah, it was just a little kid. It cost me like 90 bucks. I saw it on YouTube, I made one. And they started just taking pictures and, and hooping and hollering over how cool that was that in the back of the FJ I had running water. And yeah, it is cool. And yeah, I have told my wife that is the best mod that we have done. And she agrees. And they just took pictures, hooped and Pollard And then they were like, man, we're headed home. Y'all have a safe trip. We're out of here. So they took off. We filled up. I still had both my packs full. And so I didn't have to fill those up. FJ was getting great fuel mileage. And so we took off, headed back towards the trail. Now, the trail took us on the route that I had downloaded on Gaia GPS through the center of old Santa Fe. Now I don't know if you've ever been to Santa Fe, New Mexico, but it is like stepping back into an old episode of Gunsmoke. I mean, it is just old adobe, like mud buildings, there's street vendors everywhere. It was just, it's just like a scene from the old west. We passed the rest of the group that was getting fuel, but we knew that they would catch up because they drive so stinking fast. And then the route took us on a beautiful little two-lane highway going out of Santa Fe, headed northeast. It took us through so many super cool little towns, Tesuque, T-E-S-U-Q-U-E, and through the Tesuque, Indian Reservation. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but that's how it's spelled. Then through the Pajoke, P-O-J-O-A-Q-U-E, Indian Reservation, through the little town of Kayamunga and Pajoke, and then we stopped around a creek in the Nambe Indian Reservation. Beautiful little pull-off. There was a creek, and Lee said, hey, we gotta pee, and... Amelia wants to get her feet wet. I was like, perfect spot. So we pulled off there and just stretched our legs, took a few pictures. We were down at the creek, Amelia was getting her feet wet. We heard the rest of the guys go by. We could hear their off-road tires just roaring on the highway up above us when they went by. And then here in a minute, from up above where the trucks were parked, we heard this, you left me you left me. And I was like, what? And it was Michael coming down saying that we had left him back at the campground. And I was like, no, we had to get fuel. And so we needed to go before everybody left. He said, we had to get fuel too. Well, we didn't know that. We thought everybody had done that the night before. So uh, we just kind of kidded around and it was funny. and we laughed and hooped and hollered. and After a few more picks, a few, few more minutes, we decided to get back on the road. We went back through, we went through a few more towns, Rio Chiquita and Trucas, Cordova Canyon. Cordova Canyon had a beautiful ski resort. It was the only place that we saw between Santa Fe and where we were that you could get fuel fuel was a little more expensive there Uh, i guess it was a tourist attraction or something like that and so so neither one of us needed fuel because we got fuel that morning so we kept going we ended up finding our route we turned off highway 518 towards la junta canyon on forest road 76 this was a very popular spot the Road was like a super highway, nice, very, not bumpy at all, just like driving on asphalt. Lots of campers, campers after campers after campers, but this road followed a creek, and there were tons of places to pull off and camp right beside the creek, and here in a couple miles, we found the rest of the group. They had pulled off and stopped for lunch, so we pulled off. Had a little bit of lunch with them. They were flying the drones, taking pictures, stopping visiting and just chilling out. Rained a little bit, there was rains coming in. And so we finished up our lunch and took back off. Now we were at the back of the pack again, and that was okay with us because we went slower than everybody else. But they took off. We continued up Forest Road 76. We stopped for a minute aired down because we had been aired up for a while now since we had been on so much highway. Stopped and aired down, and then we uh, noticed on the maps that we were going from the Santa Fe National Forest to the Carson National Forest, just one right after another. Eventually, after about nine or 10 miles of this nice, awesome, super highway gravel road, it came upon a sign that said unmaintained road Four wheel drives recommended, and I thought, here we go. We were still on Forest Road 76, but they were no longer maintaining the road, it was now a true Forest Road. So we just go up it, didn't have to put it in four wheel drive, the road wasn't near that bad, but we kept climbing, we kept climbing, we kept climbing. We came upon open fields, we came upon beautiful, grassy, lush meadows, uh, called out on the radio, we're at 8,000 feet, kept climbing, beautiful meadows, stopped to take pictures, got on the radio, hey, we're at 9,000 feet, kept climbing, going around, slow go, taking it all in, in trees, out of trees, hey, we're at 10,000 feet. Man, how cool. 10,000 feet, beautiful valleys below, green lush meadows. Seems like around every bend that we went around was a majestic view, we'd stop and take pictures. Kept climbing, and then all of a sudden Lee gets on the radio and says, we got snow, fellas. There's snow, we're gonna stop. Let Amelia play in the snow. I was like, cool, man. Snow, we don't get this in Arkansas in June. And Lee and Michael were from Oklahoma. They don't get it in June. That's kind of a treasure. So, we decided to stop, go over, take some pictures of the snow, Amelia plays in the snow. Now, it wasn't fun snow. It was more like crushed ice. Compacted, crushed ice is what it was like. It was a drift. It had been in the shade. And it had melted a little bit. refroze, melted, refroze, melted, refroze. And it was hard as a rock. But... Still, snow in June, how cool is that? The guy in the vehicles kept going, one scenic view after another. We stopped so much to take pictures and Lee was like, man, we should have started on this trail. It was starting to look more like Colorado than it was New Mexico, the further we went. More green, lush meadows that we haven't seen In the previous days, everything was scrub brush and brown and dead. And now, the further we went, more beautiful flowers, more lush meadows, more waterfalls, more trees. Everything was starting to look more green instead of more brown and red. So in and out of the trees, around every corner, around the edge of the top of the mountains. But the best part about it, no side-by-sides we did not see one side-by-side on this trail now I've been all over Colorado New Mexico and let me tell you the side-by-sides are taken over and they are they're like a bane to the existence of overlanders because they go too fast they tear up the roads they leave trash everywhere and it's just becomes something you want to avoid at all costs you can't go to Ure anymore and have fun, it seems like, because you have to deal with all the side-by-sides. Even down around Gunnison, where we went, uh, Pitkin, and around that area, it's completely overrun with side-by-sides. So the best thing about this trail, the views, how good the road was, but no side-by-sides whatsoever. It was awesome. Now we finally reached the rest of the group. They had made it about 11 miles from angel fire and decided to stop for the night. We were at right at 11,000 feet and they already had camp set up and we were trying to figure out where to park and, and we all got out, Lee and Michael and Lee was trying to figure out where to put the Opus. And I looked over and I saw a road. And then I saw what looked like a mountain off in the distance. And I said, hey, Michael, let's go, let's go check this road out. So Michael and I just take off down this road. We're just walking. And I'm like, man, this is a beautiful open meadow right here. And it's got a beautiful view. Back where the rest of the guys were, it was just completely surrounded in trees. And they were like, man, the wind's been blowing. We like it here because the, the wind's not blowing real bad it won't be too cold we like being sheltered and so this is where we're gonna be so i'm like okay that's cool you know but we we kept walking and the road went down and had this beautiful little open meadow where you could see for a long ways just beautiful mountains and i'm like this is a great spot but the road kept going and it disappeared in between some trees i said i'm gonna keep walking you know, we were out of breath, it was short of oxygen, not very good oxygen up there, but I was determined to keep walking, so we, we kept walking through a little patch of trees and we came out, it just came out into a huge open meadow. And at the end of the meadow, it was probably about 75 yards long, at the end of the meadow was just an overlook that was just breathtaking. And we got halfway down through there and I said, this is where I'm camping. And Michael looked at me and he said, this is where I'm camping too. So we went back, walked all the way back, had to stop twice to catch our breath because we didn't have a whole lot of oxygen up there. But uh, we get back up there and we say, Lee, you gotta come see the spot. Don't unpack anything yet. Don't take anything out of the Opus yet. Don't take anything out of the Raptor yet. Come down here and let's check this spot out. So me and Michael and Lee get in our vehicles, drive down there, and no lie, we back our rigs right up to the tree line on the right, but straight out for about 170 degrees was the most beautiful, breathtaking, open view that you can imagine. And I said, this is why I bought the I camper, so I can drive it to wherever I want, all the great views, park it where I want, and be able to wake up to scenery like this. This is why I bought the I camper. And Lee was like, this is it, man. We're parking here. And, you know, the wind was blowing a little bit, but we backed up to the edge of the trees. Michael pulled in by me, and we just got out and set everything up and just... I bet we took 5,000 pictures. I could hear Michael off in the distance doing his podcast for all over Overland. Lee was blowing up uh, his Opus trailer, and I was laying out stuff for for dinner, trying to figure out what I was going to cook for dinner, and just beholding the beauty that was around us. There was a little cloud that came up that night. We thought we were going to get rained on, but it went north. Michael and I went through the woods and came out on the other side of the cliff and got to watch the sunset. I got out my um, little—I uh, have a little stove thing. It's—it it, it can use uh, uh, charcoal or wood or. Uh, lava rocks and I had since we couldn't have a fire or anything like that couldn't have charcoal I brought my lava rocks and I had my propane we got out the lava rocks and had us a little Outside heater going and we just sat out there Michael cooked some steaks Lee cooked some steaks. I cooked some steaks. We all had a great meal sitting around the sitting around the open heater propane heater and when all the Sun went down you could see the little glimpses of light down at the bottom where the people were turning their lights on in the little cities you could see cars that looked like they were 30 miles away driving down little dirt roads you could see millions of stars it was just the most incredible spot the most incredible place we had been on this whole trip and this was our last night what a great time to find this spot And I told Lee, I said, it's a good thing we didn't come here first, because I probably would not have left. Because it's places like that that, that's why I do this, to find places like that. Because I'm a a view guy. I love places with a view. And this place, up on Forest Road 76, about 10 miles southwest of Angel Fire, was... Da Bomb. It was the most beautiful place I had ever camped in my life, and I was so lucky to share it with two of my best friends that I had just met, not six days previous. But we had become so close, we had become such good friends, and I am so thankful that I met them on Overland Radio, is where I met them. And they had enough faith in me to invite me on this trip, and I was just overwhelmed. I just sat there, overwhelmed. I can't believe I'm actually here. Can't believe I'm actually here. That's what it's all about. Finding those great spots out in the middle of nowhere where there's nobody else but you, some really close friends to enjoy it. I just went to bed that night so fulfilled and grateful to even be there. The next day we would go home, but still a few more things to talk about. So we will come back and talk about day seven of our Enchanted Rockies trip on the next episode of The Overlanding Philosopher. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming along on this trip with me. I am so grateful and so humbled that anybody would want to listen to my stories, but I appreciate it so very much. Take time to get out and see this beautiful world because we're never guaranteed time. We're never guaranteed tomorrow, but still plan, still plan, still go, still do, live like those know tomorrow. Overland Philosopher out. If you are looking for rooftop tents, grills, lights, chairs, ground tents, whatever it has to do with Overland, you need to check out ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Aaron with Artemis is the guy. This is one of the very few brick-and-mortar stores where you can actually go to and visit in Springfield, Missouri, and put your hands on all these things that you have been looking at on the internet. Check it out. Go to ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Look and see what you want. Then go to the store, Springfield, Missouri. Go check out all of his brands. Alicab, Oztent, 230. Go check out all of these great products that he has in store. Put your hands on them, and that way you will know this is what I want. Check out ArtemisOverlandHardware.com today.